This is Navigate with ID Enang. Good afternoon, Uncle ID. Good afternoon. Good afternoon. Good afternoon. Good afternoon. Good afternoon. High, high frequency at three o'clock. You still the energy is still up there. Da, 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 da. Yeah. Maybe well, it's because I worked out yesterday. You work out. I, <laughs> I hear. Did. I went to the gym, Uncle ID. Hey. Are you the only way I, I went believe to, I went you? I to go and lift. You can't lift anything. It's a bag of cement. I'll only believe you when I see a shot of it in the air. The, the irons being lifted. And then there's a video that shows me. Okay, I'll, t- I'll make a video. Don't worry. Uh, anything outside of that, oh, I will man. not believe you. But I'll, anyway, I'll it's good to keep fit. Uh, yeah, it is. it is. Welcome, distinguished friends and listeners to Navigate with ID. It's such a pleasure to be here. And I have, as always... Um, It's a privilege and I do not take it for granted that God has given me and granted me the grace and life to be able to come through. Uh, You know, just thinking about it, having to come with these days of several closures and all that, going across the the bridges and um, spending um, voluptuous time in traffic, it takes a lot. But I believe that um, when there's a will, there's a way and we will definitely at the end of the day, have every sense of duty. So we'll all, by the same extension, I'm welcoming my boss who's um, come come back from Idiolumbe. I don't know how... You know, Zebrudai, I used to say, Chief Zebrudai, alias 4.30. And, um, uh, you know, my boss, many people don't know she's the one that runs everything... Um, not just if there's another lady here called Esther. The main boss. <laughs> that runs the show. So welcome back to, to work and, and welcome back from life into life. Okay. Um, friends, it's been uh, a great month. We've been looking at the subject excellence. And really and truly, it's um, in the, during the last episode on on Tuesday, we, we looked at it from a separate angle. I tried to talk about defining personal values and today i want to you know more or less uh create that opportunity where i want to hear from you uh remember i set three objectives um in the last session when i talked about defining personal values the first objective was to explore understand and deepen your values i said that you need to explore understand and deepen your values The second objective was that you needed to create a set of priorities within your value set. And the third was how you would assess that your current work life, your, sorry, I beg your pardon, to assess your current work and life situations against your prioritized value set. And I did, you know, paint a picture of certain character traits I talked about, you know, people that had drive, energy, uh, that you found um, in a certain space of being direct. I talked about, you know, um, those you find that are creative, the fun, they carry that zest, you know, sense of freedom. I talked about those you naturally would look at being caring, reliable, graceful, fair, you know, sitting in fairness. And finally, I talked about the analytics, those that are deep thinkers. And each of these character traits um, bring you to a special space. And that space means that you need to identify certain values in your different contexts. So, for example, you are doing some paid work. What kind of values do you have when you are at work? What are those things that you hold so dear? Even if you are doing on voluntary, meaning unpaid work, what are the values you bring to the table? And when you are pursuing leisure, interest, there are certain values that come to the table. When you are with your friends, when you are with your family, when you are with colleagues, all of these are different contexts in which you need as an individual to express the values that are important to you. And those values are what would ultimately, you know, put you in, in that uh, perspective. Well, sometimes it's tough because there's always a clash. And I did 
make mention of a simple example um, on uh, on Tuesday. I said, I look at timeliness. Let's assume you want to see yourself as someone who is who respects time, who takes time very seriously. You may look at it that today you are at work, um, but it didn't start now. So let me, you know, for the benefit of, you know, just doing a retro act. I did say something on Tuesday that uh, on growing up as a little, as a little boy, it was of, it was very necessary um, for me to wake up at a certain time. Now, it was necessary because I had to go to school. So mom would wake me up at a certain time. And I never liked my father waking me up because um, a few times when my dad has to wake you up, he will call your name. And if you don't wake up, my dad will come, just have some little water and just sprinkle on my face and I'll wake up. So you're still sleeping at this time, wake up. But then it was it was a different ball game. But let me take it from the point where I was a 10-year-old and I you know, stepped into secondary school and Baptist Academy, as I gave as an example. Now, because my parents had driven that value in me to ensure that I wake up early, prepare for school, my mom gets me ready, and I go to school, return, blah, blah, blah. It was very, very easy for me to get into Baptist Academy as a boarder, and by the time the gong goes at five, and then the bell ringer, which was senior wafo, runs from 5.30, and then you then find us ultimately uh, waking up to going for our assembly. You then realize certain things were put in place. If you come late, if you come late to the assembly at 5.30 a.m. when we are supposed to meet, there'll be a roll call, and if you're late, you will have to do some morning duties that are outside the norm. So we all had our morning duties so between as borders between five thirty and then six fifteen we'll go about doing our chores. Some will be assigned to the dining hall, some to the toilet, some to the uh, library. So as borders we were the ones that would typically clear the lawns and most times the lawns we have to cut the grass. It had to be as a result of a certain punishment. Now, this was because you had violated the value in being timely. Now I rose through all the secondary. By the time I got to FSS, Federal School of Arts and Science then, where now nobody was going to wake you up. If you like, don't go to lectures. If you like, don't go for your lectures. If you like, don't wake up. Time will tell. Got into the university. So you see that the foundation, the foundation of having timeliness as a value really started from home, started from my parents, to secondary school. So in sitting, the first 16, 15 years of my life actually helped build the rest of it because from that time, when I had the freedom to express myself, it was as a result of it. So if you are going to define your own personal value and you're going to say to someone, um, I love to do things timelessly, it is not just you saying or mouthing it. It is how people see you. So they call for a meeting at 10 o'clock you always appear after 10. They call for a meeting, whatever time at the office, you are one person that always gives an excuse. Friends, go check the foundation. The foundation must have been faulty. Now, in like manner, you would find that whereas I had the privilege of good parenting, I had the privilege of attending the boarding school where all of those innate skills and values were being nurtured, some other person probably did not have the privilege of good parenting, either by reason of the parents being absent or being raised under a different atmosphere. Now, that person would not have a sense of value for time. And that person automatically may not also be a bother, may actually be a day student who comes to school late and would have been known as a perpetual latecomer, would have managed to go through that stream, got into the university would lose every track of what time is, and suddenly that individual becomes a staff of a certain entity and grows to become a chief executive. Now, do you think that person will respect time? The chances are very slim, or slim just walked away. It is very likely that if that foundation was not well laid, now 
such a person today is my boss, for example, who does not take time seriously. He will obviously call for a meeting at 12 midnight. He will come to work late. If we are meant to resume at 8, the boss, because he is the boss or she is the boss, will come at 11. And then work that would have started at 8 will start at 11. And then we all have to stay up late. That's what's happening to our nation. Because a lot of people have lost the sense of the value of time. And it's because the foundation was not well set. Some can be rebellious. You can say rebellion has its part to play. But a large chunk of our people, a large chunk of Nigerians, did not have the benefit of going through that foundational capping of deepening the understanding of their values, especially as it does relate to being timely. And I talked about how values change over time. Remember I talked about the first stage, which is the stage of an athlete. And that example I gave now is exactly what will happen. Because if you don't identify with your body, there is no way you will understand how your body will go through the phases or the rites of passage of life. So I gave an example about a little a baby becomes a little boy. And as he goes from being a boy to a young lad, to a young adult, to a man, you will see the rites of passage come through. A 13-year-old boy is definitely not the same as a 6-year-old. Neither would he be the same as a 21-year-old. Neither would he at 25. So you see the different things that will happen even with a, a, a girl who will go through the same. Those phases bring to them at every point some measure of values. As a little boy, you will be required to do certain chores. As a young adult, it is the chores that you did when you were a little boy that will help you frame the set in which you operate in terms of values. So today, I don't know how, you know, um, certain people will tell you, I cannot even enter the kitchen or boil water and uh, because I'm a man. No, no, no. Sorry, it doesn't work that way. You know, at the age of 15, when I finished my school set and I got back home, I remember staying at Satellite Town when my parents are going to work. My mother will give me money. I'll go to Agboju Market. When I get to Agboju Market, I'll buy all the necessaries and I'll come back and I must prepare the soup and prepare food ahead of my younger ones coming back from school and my parents will have. So by the time I hear, you know, there were no phones then. Yes, we had the landlines. Um, my dad worked at the Federal Government Press at Papa. And my mom will come all the way from Ireland, pick up her husband, and they'll come through Malu Road and to get into Satellite Town. By seeming understanding of timing and traffic over time, the trend, you know that they will probably get home for five. So I don't need anybody to tell me that 4.30, I need to put water on the fire, and I need to make, you know, um, a bar, as it were, if I had made a pot of soup, you know, and then when they come back, it's already on the table. By the time my father and mom get in by 5, by 5.30 or 5.15, I've already laid the table. Now, it's not because I was the first son or the first child, but that responsibility had come to me. I wake up in the morning and I have to sweep the entire entire house. Now, don't ask me if I sweep today. Don't ask me if I can wash plates today. Of course I will, simply because I went through that particular aspect. If I didn't do it, it will show today. And that's why today... Yes, I can afford to get someone that will tend, that will cook, that will do X, that will do Y. But there's nothing as good as me being able to enter the kitchen, you know. And then if you have a daughter like mine who will be sitting down one day and said, I've not seen my daddy in this kitchen before. Do you really know how to cook? And I said to her, no, I don't. But... COVID gave me a good chance because my wife, is she loves cooking. She not allowed me to come into that space. But COVID was a good opportunity. And it was for nothing else but just to, you know, test my culinary skills again when I was still there. And so breakfast, I, and the first day my daughter saw me fix and make a pot of soup, do this, do that, she suddenly now says, wow, I didn't even know my dad can cook. But... Guess what, friends? I didn't go to any school. It was just the school, the foundation of living with my parents at the point of being at secondary school. Now, 
You see how values change over time? They change over time because many of us build an ego at the second stage. There's, there's a place of the warrior where you build your ego. And like I did say to you, ego is not it's so negative, but many of us take it and say, I don't want to do it because of X. But you forget that when you build your body well, your body will conform to a certain shape. And once you get in that form of conformity, you need to find a space to also tame that ego that you have. Because at the end of the day, when you tame it, you can now develop another person. You can call your son, call your daughter, call your guardian, call your protege, call your mentee and say, this is the way, this is the direction you should go. But if you have not done it, you can't. So the major problem we are facing today as a people is because we have not defined our personal values. So when you come to the marketplace where we need to trade, where we need to work, so we are both colleagues in the same company, you bring your values, quote-unquote, I bring my values, quote-unquote, that center place, at that fireplace, at that center porch, is where if you were not brought up well, and I was brought up well, there will be a clash. Because you see me, ah, what's wrong with him? Why is he such an ethical? It's not about ethical. It's doing the right thing. They ask us to work on a project as a team. We are five members of one team. You'll find three others never appear. Only two will work on it. And at the end, they'll say we are part of Project A. It's because such people lack personal values. And without personal values being very clear, you can never embrace excellence. So regardless of what you do, if you're an individual who fights, who gets defensive when people are telling you the right thing, supposedly what it should be, and you argue about it, it means that your foundation was not strong. That value you hold so tenaciously too is decrepit with nothing called emptiness. So it's important that we prioritize our values. And in prioritizing them, one needs to really understand the importance. One needs to wait. One needs to also determine which value is most important to you. You know, there's something about speaking the truth. I've said this on this program many times. And um, I don't know, uh, I know I had the privilege of... Um, I'm you know, sitting with my younger ones. We're just having a chat over some things. And they said to me, our big bros, remember those days I used to tell us that, man, daddy used to, daddy was always very hard on you. I said, yes. I said, you know why? I said, because my father would always say, when I, when I straighten you, when you are straight, the others will follow well. And I don't know why my dad just, he dealt with me seriously. When I mean dealt, he wasn't violent. He wasn't beating me. No, don't misunderstand it. My dad did not give me allowance. Error margin. So if I'm meant to, if assuming I'm meant to do something at 9.30 or deliver something at 9.30 and I do it, say, 9.40, my dad will come hard on me. And he will say to me, 10 minutes is a lot of time. It's too much of a slack time. He said, when you slack, slacken, then one day you will become a slack. My father will say to me, see elastic. He will bring the elastic and say, look at the elasticity. You see, this thing is quite taut. When I start expanding it, expanding it, expanding it, one day it won't hold as much as it would have when you saw it originally. He said, that is exactly what happens with time and with your words. So if you want to be a serious human being, if you want people to take you seriously, when you say to me, I'll be there by 9.30, be there by 9.30. In fact, make sure you're there 10 minutes before. He said the 10 minutes before will save you any challenge. Let people always meet you there. Later on, you will force something in them. When there's a meeting you're fixing, they say, oh, ideas fix a meeting for 9 a.m you'll find people scrambling to make sure it happens because you'll be there on time. These days, I, I see people on Zoom calls or meetings, people just come in and then they say, oh, sorry, I had another meeting. Then, yes, you had another meeting. Some don't even say anything. 
But you see the man that apologizes, recognizes that he or she had gone against his or her own value. But the one that just comes and says, eh, so what, I've just attended, that tells you that person never had it. It's a missing part or the missing link in his or her life. When a man does not pay attention to time, you, that person will almost draw crooked lines because you'll never know where to stop. Time is a record of events. Time is very intangible. The way a man or woman manages himself or herself in time tells you how much of excellence that person is willing to embrace and how much of creativity and innovation resides because creativity and innovation reside in open-mindedness. When you have an open mind, it means that you're ready to leave your values. So when the man does not prioritize his values, the man cannot leave those values. And when you cannot leave your values, you're already devalued. So we both come to the marketplace. The marketplace, not necessarily the market as in Tejo should know. I'm talking about where you and I come to exchange knowledge. We exchange services. We exchange goods. We barter. We, we speak to value. Part of the marketplace, a school is also an open place where the knowledge you and I have, we come to the same class. And there are certain things that are required of us as students. Now, because you were raised in a certain way, it will show. When the teacher comes, have you seen some children? These days, I, you know, getting to school, I look at some children and I say, Kai, this, you just ask yourself, did this child come out of a house? The socks will be dirty, the shoes will be dirty, the, the school uniform looking unkempt and the child, and you say, oh God. Now, that is a child. Now you look at another child looking so clean, head to toe. What does it tell you? Now those two are getting into the same class. And the girl, when they get into the class, guess what happens? The child who was not looking so clean may actually be the more, the more brilliant of the two or the most brilliant in the class. If care is not taken, that child will grow with the sense that and the attitude that you know that I'm very brilliant, but there is one aspect of him that will be very, very defective, and that is cleanliness. And so you find him, they'll tell you, wow, so-so and so. I know if I call any name now, you think maybe they told me, so, 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 and so, brilliant guy, but he's very dirty. And that guy suddenly meets, and this is how life works. You know, you just see the most beautiful girl in the world. We just fall in love with that guy. And by the time she gets closer and now realizes that hygiene is not his best strength, she now decides to walk away. They'll say, no, why is it that you, nobody can really go close to him? Why? They now wonder, little hygiene, brushing his teeth, he doesn't. And just taking a simple cologne or wearing some something. The guy, because when he was a child going to school, nobody showed him, nobody talked to him about it. Everybody was always telling him, you are the best, you are the best. You're the best in what? Best in class. It was about best in math, best in English. Now that one we go chop. No. The bigger world in the marketplace will be a contest of values. So if hygiene is a value and you are in short supply, it will show. Look at some men. Just look at their fingers. You see dark patches on the nails and say, this man is a dirty man. You don't need to ask him whether he, you know, he goes to, he changes his undies. It's written. You don't need to ask. And you see some men, sometimes you see their shoes. I'm... I'm a man. I can speak to this man. Men can afford to diss me, say anything. Because I've... I've said it many times, when I go for cocktails, you know, if he has laughed every time I say this thing, or I find myself going for conferences, you know the way they are going to put um, stuff where we can pick from and nuts and all that? I don't touch them. Because 70% of men, they don't wash their hands when they use the loo. About 70, I don't know what, whether Corona has changed that. That is something subject to when we start coming out again. But you go to the you go to the john and you look at men just come out straight from there. It's very appalling. 
whether it's southern sun, Sherat, you know those very nice spots where men, when they finish, they just pass the sinks. There might be one, two, three, four, five, six. They'll just pass, fium, they're out. I say, Kai. Then you go and that person will go and pack granite. As he gets there, he's going to pack granite. Oh, I said, no way. So I don't touch it. It's leaving the value of cleanliness and hygiene. But we take it for granted. It's not seen, but it's major. And so you get into a home where the wife has to slave just to make the house look neat. Vice versa too. There are some women too that are Agbimwe. Agbimwe is, I don't know, it's my, my wife's language for someone dirty. If anybody from Edo will understand, Agbimwe. If you are, you're laughing. <laughs> but it's true. You know, I want to take it from a very simplistic standpoint. Because nobody sees hygiene. There's excellence in hygiene. You don't know that you wash your car. I get in, if I come into your car and your car, there are some cars you get in, you have crocro. There's no way. You look at the seats, I said, no way. You know, I've had to send two Uber drivers away. Immediately, the guy, and I opened this car, I said, okay, sorry, I'm rejecting. I can give you the money. Go. I won't enter your car. It's filthy. But the guy doesn't see it. You see it because when he was growing up as a lad, he was not. Those things didn't matter, but they, are, they matter. They do matter. Those are the kind of parents now, their children will go to school, they will look unkempt. Not that they can't afford, but it's just because they missed it when they were young. Going through this whole thing about defining personal values, I'm not coming with big buzzwords like integrity. I'm not coming with buzzwords like passion. I'm coming with simplistic words. Values, and when it comes to cleanliness, cleanliness, look at your neighborhood. They will beg you to come and clean clean the front of your house. How? Bros, if you come to where I stay, that's my house. There's no way. There's no way the gutters will not be clean. There's no way because from inside, it's from inside out. But you go to some houses. The heap of grass outside is enough to, for, for you to think you are in Fernando Po or in some forest. And people are driving in there, driving out, and they are called neighbors. Now, they, if you go there and say, oh, God, clear this lawn now, you say, what you concern you now, your house? Or you look at face me, I slap you. Your neighbor does this. Friends, let's go back to the basics. See, Nigeria is about to turn 60. But it's not about the country, it's about the people. Because when they say Nigeria, they're not referring to an entity. They are referring to a people. So you leave this country and go to another, and you go display absolute lack of cleanliness. They'll look at you and say, that guy must be a Nigerian. God forbid. And by the way, who says that hygiene is only made for... And you know the funny thing? If they want to find people that dry clean, I know they give me all those excuses. When you both give me excuses and say, oh, you know the water is cold, it's cold, then they bath. Then they dry clean. But they dry clean it. First class dry cleaners are Westerners. They tell you, oh, it's so cold. That is where I find people that will just come and never do anything. See, I've, I've been there. I've been around with this, this different kinds of nationalities but guess what when we look at africa and africans you ask yourself we are not like that i remember going into the village someone who cut it who cut a branch from the tree and start brushing his teeth there was no colgate there was no palm leaf there was nothing or you create um what do you call i almost use my native language i know it's in my native language you know touched hearts you know that the is it the raffia or what they call it now they'll make the bathroom you get in there you have water i mean we are clean as a people but but i say but if it is not a family value it will just be a story above the head we'll be right back because i'd like to hear from you remember we're talking about defining personal values it's really looking at excellence from a, a very simplistic standpoint. And I know that some of you may just agree or disagree, but the time will come when I'd like to hear from you. 
In the interim, let's take a break as we uh, let's let's pay some bills, like my friends will say, and we'll be right back. This is Navigate with ID. <laughs> Welcome back. <laughs> it's Navigate with ID, friends, and then we've been looking at. Um, defining personal values and just in case you you're joining us um we started by looking at you know key objectives you know for you and i to explore understand and deepen our values and how we can create a set of priorities within our value set and not just stopping there to assess you know our current work and life situations against our prioritized value set and i and i kind of you know used two major values that are not so not so and you know entrenched in us number one timeliness uh we don't see that as a value and cleanliness uh better still hygiene and um you know i did speak to it as an opportunity for people to understand that values in real sense do go through the values change over time but when they change over time it's not because um uh, it's really more about the foundation. So I, I talked about timeliness, being raised by great parents who believe in timeliness when you're starting as a toddler, you're getting as a boy, and how you go to school, do what, you know, go through that process, you get through school, and when you get to the point of freedom or what we term independence, it's how you were brought up that will make you stay when you get to the public forum called the marketplace. Could be at school, could be at play, could be at work. Same thing goes for for hygiene and cleanliness. But the important thing is, do you prioritize your values? How do you prioritize timeliness? How do you prioritize cleanliness? Um, how do you leave um, the, the value called timeliness? How do you honor you know, timeliness with your current actions? Do you? Are you out? Are you out of alignment with with timeliness? Um, does it serve you well to come early, or does it serve you better to always come late? People will not say, but they know that you are a perpetual latecomer. You host a party, and rather than party is going to start at two, you'll tell people twelve o'clock because you want them to start coming. And those that come early are now paying the price for the latecomers. Two is two. Two o'clock kickoff. Well, why must you? Nigerians will tell you, ah, no, we did that. Even corporate organizations, they want to start a function at nine. They'll tell you we're starting at eight. And when you get there, people are waiting endlessly. Why? Because the other part of the society are still snoring on their beds simply because we've lost it. We are not living those values. So are you committed to do what you say you would do by living by it? Because the important thing there is, friends, that at some point there's a spirit around it. And that spirit is about developing your higher self. It's about you transmitting that same spirit to the next generation. Impacting that same knowledge or grace to some other person. Those that see you, that look up to you, can carry that spirit. It's called catching the spirit of the leader. When the leader is in a certain space, you see some people say, Wow, I see that grace of X in you. Because that's your leader, that's your boss. I see you acting in the context of how your boss relates with people. So friends, that's exactly what it is. And I'd like to open the phone lines so that you can share your thoughts. Tell me about how you prioritize your values. What are the top top two, three values that you, you truly value and entrench in yourself and how you leave those values? It will be important for us to hear your own side of the story. And then we'll take it from there. Okay, we'll take the first call. Then I'll, I'll relay the numbers. Good afternoon, sir. Good afternoon. I'm Ebuka on the line. Ebuka. Yeah. Yeah, good afternoon again. Good afternoon. So, we, okay, just like when you started the program, the story shared, I think I, I went through that process. Mm. And, and I would say open-mindedness course or practical understanding because I prayed this prayer was it on last Sunday when the columnist just was like when you understand things you do you won't really have problem with people because you navigate things. Then at the same time like the process of cooking and doing those things happen now I go to the restaurant I eat. I can point out okay if you see so many items they used to cook that food because I know it. 
Thank you. The numbers to call 0809 191 3913 and 0809 234 I have a caller, Lagos Talks. Uh, good afternoon, Uncle. Uh, ID. Good afternoon, sir. Who's calling? Yes. Today is my name from Ikorodu. Yeah, today from Ikorodu. Yes, why growing up? I learned three values. Mm. Is that that I still uh, hold on to dearly in my life. Tell me. The first one is punctuality is the soul of business. Mm, punctuality. The second one is health. Um, 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 cleanliness is next, next to godliness. godliness. Okay. And the, and the other one is um, 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 but, but, uh, yes, the, the other one is Honesty is the best, best policy. policy. I think all these three values, if one should hold dearly mm. to it, then one is on the path of greatness. You are doing a great job, Uncle Idi. Thank it's you very much. Bless you too. Lagos Talks, good afternoon. <laughs> Time to share our values. Yeah. Okay. Yes. <laughs> Kennedy. Yes, Kennedy, tell me about your values, the personal values and the ones yeah. that you leave. Um, just like the story you, you used to start the program. You see, as, like me, I grew up, my dad is a figure. So, and I know what, what we normally pass. Though it's only a little bit like, you know, if you mess up, you know that the Kuboko is going to stop. In fact, there was a time I, I was so stubborn that my dad has to beat me and see my mom, that you must also kill her. It will not leave me alone. It's normal. But along the line, this thing, it grew up with me. I think, and I knew those things that doesn't feel like waking up early mm. or maybe making sure I read my books when I'm supposed to because I have a time to go and making sure that I don't also lose in the aspect of house cells and, and all that. Mm. And it grew up with me up to this moment. Mm. As I'm talking to you now, I remember this days very well. And there's something you always tell me. That what you know you cannot do when I'm around, mm. don't do it when I'm not there. Or yeah. else, even if you think I did not see you, there's a conscience that yes. will tell you that you've done the wrong thing. And mm. I work, and I grew up with that. Fantastic. And today, if I have an appointment, I just want to make sure I get there before that time. Or whatever I've laid myself, made up my mind to do, I make sure if I don't do it, that day it looks as if I've lost a lot. Thank you very much, Kennedy, for telling us yeah, that's a man with a good conscience. Like I always say, conscience is like a judge. It passes judgment, but it doesn't make laws, but passes judgment. That's what conscience is. And I've said to you guys, there are different kinds of consciences. Um, but I trust that yours will be a good one. And even if you have a weak one, it will become a good good conscience. Hello? Who's Hello, calling? T for me, Keja. T, Keja. Yeah. yeah. How are you, sir? Well, I'm still breathing. I'm grateful to God. And you? Fine, sir. Hi, Ify. Hello. Hello. My wife likes you a lot. She likes listening to you anyway. Oh, that's you. That is Ify. Let's be clear. She's listening. She's listening. Hello, Mrs. Yeah. Mrs. T. <laughs> okay. So, I'm ready. Uh, a, a, a quick one. Mm-hmm. I, I want to say something about uh, the value system. What, what, you're, what you're talking about? Yes. Yes. Yeah. The point you are saying now, they, they, they resonate with me. I remember when I was going, I was entering university on a, as a fresher undergraduate. Yeah. My dad called me in the in the, uh, in the midnight. Mm. And to me, he had never done that kind of stuff to me before. Mm. He said, you are going to school. Don't forget the son of whom you are. Of course. Yeah. I'm not sending you to school to go and be anything that is not we, but out like the family, mm. that I should go and win. Mm. If winning means to fail, I should fail and come back mm. and he welcome me. Wow. That I must win by righteousness. Mm. That if I can't win by righteousness, I should come back home. That you always here to welcome me. Wow. That word never left me. Mm. Fantastic. So while I was in school, all the stuff that was going on, mm. those things keep bringing me back home. All those also um, useful um, exuberances. Yeah. yeah. Well, those was never left me for the five years I was in the school. Mm. So that's to say that the, the family is the first need of every society. Mm. If I get the family right, we'll get Nigeria right. 
Absolutely. Thank you, sir. Thank you, Mr. T. And Mrs. T, too, for listening in. For listening. Well... <laughs> All right, this is coming from Babatunde saying defining personal value is a very interesting topic, Uncle Idi. God bless you beyond your imagination. Amen. Um, and he also said, uh, If you good afternoon, hope you're cool. Yes, I'm doing very well. And he's saying today's lecture is in another dimension personal value and objectives, explore creative access. I have learned a lot from you, Uncle Idi, and it's very important what you, you've said about timing. Prioritize our time, and this is really deep. As far as I'm concerned, I do not play with my time. I learned that from my late dad. Our foundation is really, really important. Still on my mind to support your presidential <laughs> ambition. <laughs> this is coming from um, Ola. Saying good afternoon, Uncle ID and Nancy Good afternoon. Good afternoon. And he's saying, uh, sir, I would like to ask for someone who missed it or stopped along the way of building values because I was not being noticed for it. Yeah. Can I build values step by step? Yeah. Because I'm trying to manage my time better, but I'm struggling with building it. Yeah. You know, the beauty of it is that uh, there's, I mean, everyone until the day God calls us to glory, we are all forever learning. So there's nothing new under the sun and there's nothing you cannot start. The reality is about creating new habits. So if you know, you know, and self-awareness plays a great deal of a role there. If you know you have something in short supply, so for example, you have a challenge with timeliness. One thing that I've found that works in whatever challenge you're faced with is to look for one man that can be your accountability partner. And that should be someone that you respect and someone that you will listen to, not someone that you denigrate. Because in our minds, sometimes we, we accept people and say, oh, that's my boss. But inside, you say that man, you don't cuss and die. That's not what I'm talking about. So if you know that you really need you know, to work on timeliness, then you need to have a friend. You need to have someone who that automatically comes to him naturally. I mean, I'm saying almost naturally that this guy believes. And then let him ask you, or tell you what you need to do. And it's called the TSD principle. Whatever form or shape. The first T is about tell. The S is to show. And the D is to do. TSD. They tell you, they show you, and you'll do it. So whatever facet you find a challenge, whether it's timeliness, whether it's cleanliness, look for someone who has that in ample supply. That person will tell you, will show you the secrets to succeed in that area, the challenges. He or she will walk you through by showing you and then doing it, you'll automatically see, wow, many times people don't show us the joker because the joker is always facing the owner. And many times in life, our pack of cards always carry one joker, but we don't use the joker. Your joker is an accountability partner. And that goes for every person that is looking for you know, one way or the other, to rise above a certain challenge. All right? All right, this is coming from Tolu saying, Good afternoon, Uncle ID. Good afternoon, These are the Tolu. important values that I learned in my secondary school, mm. and it's called the, the weekend three R's. Okay. R1, reciprocation. Mm. R2, revision. R3, recreation. And in mm. all things, moderation. Moderation. It's, it, it's always been like this for almost 20 years. Thank you wow. always, Uncle ID. And that's from Tolu from Suraleri. Thank you so much, Tolu. Uh, this one is from Omar saying, God bless you for today's topic, Uncle ID. Too. Most men think their responsibility is only to work and bring money home nah. and nothing else. Meanwhile, we have lots of working mothers and still do all responsibility yeah. at home. Um, this is coming from Alexo saying, good afternoon, good Mr. Idi. I'm so grateful for this topic you've brought today on personality, on personal values. I'm happy that with the great voice power, many lives are being enlightened. Mm. Um, as for me, my values are timeliness, good hygiene and equity. Mm. Uh, thanks and love from Alexo. Alexo. Thank you, Alex. Thank you, Omo. And, um, the numbers to call friends, we have. Just uh, a bit of time that we can play with. Zero eight zero nine one nine one three nine one three, zero eight zero nine two two two, zero nine one three, and the WhatsApp come call line zero eight zero nine two three four 
5913. I must um, just basically saying, I want you to tell me about, you know, your values, the ones that you prioritize and the ones that you live with and comfortably express. Lagos Talks, good afternoon. I called back to Zebuka. The last time we talked about the Saturday thing, so how will it be? Which Saturday thing? They said you, you, you are planning to put a oh, program up they, on okay. this. Okay, Ask ID so, series. Yes, I will, I will soon make the announcement. Yes, and it will be on uh, Saturday. Thank you for, okay, for... And I hope you will be sick. You cannot bash off. This room will not go work. Now you know. Now Zoom. <laughs> if you don't know how to use Zoom, go turn to Moose. Then take her from back. <laughs> No problem, sir. All right, If you are outside, you This is having the fun of his life. And um, do you know the day we got stuck here? Remember that day Buka came here? Yes. That we, the first, um, just after the bridge was closed or something, when they had that switch, Ebuka was, and I gave him a ride to the mainland. Mm. We're in there for three and a half hours. He was on his phone forever. Hey, Ebuka. <laughs> Lagos Talks. Lagos Talks. Sorry, sir. Who's calling? Samuel. Oh, Samuel. How are you, Samuel? I'm fine. Good. Let's, uh, let's really, hear. I really appreciate Thank you. Thank you, Samuel. God bless you. Amen. Really and you too. God bless you, Samuel. Thank you. Um, the chest that you're teaching about in the chest. Yes. The poem. Yes. Yeah, I really appreciate it. Thank you. And um, this just concerns the fact that most of our people that grow up to become these bad leaders are talking about started from from home. Yes. It's a family. Oh, sorry. Sorry, Samuel. Um, the net is not so friendly at that point. So you can try again and I'm hoping that you'll be able to get us before we sign off. Um, well, my boss says I should reel out the numbers one more time. 0809-191-3913, 0809-222-0913, and 0809-234-5913. And just so you guys know what the book I was saying, um, I'll be starting a series in October called an Ask ID series. I'll unveil that how going to happen, but you need to send in your questions or case notes that we'll treat on the program because that's the format it's going to take. Okay, I forgot to mention also that you can tweet at LagosTalks913 and my handle is at I-D-Y-E-N-A-N-G, so target. LagosTalks. Hello. Hello, sir. Who's calling? Hello. Sorry, I can't hear you, sir. Can you raise your voice, please? My name is Timothy. Timothy. Oh, Timothy. How are you, Timothy? Thank you. The way you say, uh, uh, before you answer, sir, what's in the apple? <laughs> All is well, sir. All is well. Uh, I really appreciate it, sir. Thank I you. Great job over there. Thank you. Uh, the value of my parents was made cleanliness. Mm. Cleanliness. All right. Mm. I remember when I was still playing football, mm. told me to always watch my kids. Yeah. But I received But later on, uh, it really affects me somebody. Mm. You know, somebody wow. here. The more you look at it. Wow. I'm so grateful for the program. Thank so you. I miss the beginning of the program. Mm. Uh, you missed the beginning. Yeah. Okay, it's don't worry. But maybe in another yeah. 24 hours, just go to the website, navigateitid.com. <laughs> and you'll have it uploaded, okay? So you can listen right. to the early part. Thank you so Thank much. You. God bless you too, and all the very best, Timothy. You know, this is, it's kind of refreshing hearing people remember, you know, the things that they were taught. You know, Michael Jackson will say, remember the time, and then, you know, coming through with it. This is coming from Franklin saying, <laughs> and he used a lot of emojis. He said, Ebuka had three and a half personal hours with Uncle ID, and he used it to press his phone. <laughs> <laughs> and he was not like, why not me? And so Franklin put a lot of crying smileys and a lot of perplexed, <laughs> bewildered smileys. Yeah, that's true, Ebuka. So three and a, and you are using it to press your phone. Ebuka. <laughs>
That's hilarious. But true, so true. Lagos Talks, good afternoon. <laughs> good afternoon. Hello. Yes, please. Who's calling? Hello. Okay. Yes, we're answering you, sir. Who's calling? I don't think you can hear us. You can't hear us. Lagos Talks. Hello. Yes, sir. Good, af- good, good afternoon. ID. This is Ismaila calling from Vega. Okay, Ismaila. Go ahead, friend. You have 30 seconds. Quickly. Make me smile. Wow. Okay. Um, one of the values I I got um from my parents were um is um discipline. Yeah. And then also respect for elders. Respect for elders. Yes. And um another thing I would like to um discuss is the issue of um developing these values based on well is the question is it is it possible to develop values, personal values, based on the circumstances you find yourself? Yes. The reason I'm asking this yes. question is because um, when I lost my dad, I, I I didn't want to give room for failure. Yeah. So I'm this kind of a perfectionist person. So I think that even began to play even in my um, marriage, where my wife always complains that you mustn't get things um, right all the time. Correct. Um, and it's really like a kind of affecting um, the whole um, marriage thing because it must be right all the time. It so yeah. um, I just want you to shed light on okay, that. Okay, I'm, I'm, I've actually run out of time, Miss Smiler. But what I'll do, um, let me just say this. You know what? Um, if you check every building, there's always space in front. Mm. It's called a setback. You must always give room for that setback. Whatever you are building, use that analogy. Whether it's your family, your home, your career, always give yourself some slack. It's always called cutting yourself some slack. Give some setback. We are human. We are bound to errors. The best of man is still man at the very best. So we must always cut people's slacks. Because remember, we all come from different backgrounds, varied backgrounds. So you must give some headroom. Some people are going to be short. Some are going to be middle. Some are going to be very tall. Now, it doesn't mean that there's a standard of um, of the door. The guy that is so tall, when he comes, he needs to bend to be able to enter. It's called stooping to conquer. So please do me a favor. Create that setback. Create that atmosphere of cutting people with some slack and extend some goodwill. At the end of the way, you'll build better friendships by the grace of God. Friends, time. I'm so sorry I can't pick any calls again. But if you want us to continue the dialogue, let's take it off. and uh, Let's go on Twitter, Instagram, or Facebook, my handle is at I-D-Y-E-N-A-N-G. Follow me as I follow Christ and we'll get to a destination called there. God bless you. Thank you, Boss Ify. Thank you, Boss Esther. And um, Tuesday, by His Grace, we'll be here. And then we'll start talking about happy 60th anniversary in advance. Yes, yes, yes. Bye-bye.